Welcome to Takeaways, Life Lessons Learned. I'm your host, Hayam Mizrahi. Join me as I explore my takeaways from the people who have influenced me the most. Let's get started. Hello, fans of Takeaways. Here is another NAOP Southern Nevada program recap. NAOP is the Association for the Commercial Real Estate Development Industry. And the July program was all about commercial real estate in the city of Henderson. We had coverage from all over the spectrum, from government to brokerage to private ownership. The panelists were none other than Michelle Romero. Oh, you know, she happens to be the new mayor of the city of Henderson. Lori Norcus broker with New Market Advisors, and Neil Sansone with the Sansone Companies. And the moderator was Bruce Fulmer with Michael's Fulmer Real Estate. And the program sponsor was NV Energy. So Henderson has a tremendous, tremendous amount of activity going on for, for commercial real estate development. From the east side of Henderson to the west side of Henderson, there's just really a lot to keep up with. And that's what the panelists and the moderator talked about. So I'm going to go away. You're going to hear applause. And then you will hear the full program from the NAOP breakfast titled Henderson Commercial Real Estate, of course. (laughs) Ben Stedman Hyundai is now the only dealer in America that gives you two years, 24,000 miles, free maintenance on every new Hyundai. What does this mean to you? Simply that your only concern is the gas to run your car. We handle everything else. So why look at high-priced used cars when we can put you in a brand-new Hyundai for only $4.95 down and a payment you can afford? That's Ben Stepman Hyundai in Henderson, of course. But if you watched even 10 minutes of TV during that time, Ben Stepman was the biggest cheerleader and proponent for Henderson out there. And, you know, Henderson all wasn't, wasn't just on the other side of the street for a long time. It was a, you had to drive for a few minutes to get to Henderson, of course. So just kind of a little aside, and, you know, some of you remember it, some of you are far too young to have ever even seen it. So um, unfortunately, I've been seeing it for years. So um, our panel here, I'm just going to introduce everybody so that they can give you a a brief overview of their business and who they are. Uh, Lori Narcus is with Newmark Real Estate Advisors, and just give us a little bit of background on you. So I fell into real estate on accident with Territory Incorporated. I don't know how many of you guys know Terry Sturm, one of the best female developers in the business. So learned with Terry and uh, Tammy Lord, and then... uh, went into brokerage 16 years ago. So I've been with New Market ever since. And just uh, been working, working the valley, loving it. So that's my story. Next we have Michelle Romero, mayor of City of Henderson. What did, you know, give us a little bit of background on yourself, you know, before you were in public office. So I've been here long enough that I do remember watching Ben Stepman Dodge commercials my whole childhood. I'm a native of Henderson, and I also worked for the city of Henderson for 25 years in 
in various departments, but spent the most of my time in redevelopment. So I fo my focus is on bringing the older parts of our city up to the standards of, of the newer parts of our city and, and making sure that those areas had investment and activity happening there. My kids were raised here, met my husband in high school, and now my grandkids, most of them are being raised here as well. So it's important for me that the city that I, I remember that gave me so many opportunities and, and led to having such a great life. Am I now can you hear me okay and so it's important to me that my grandkids and my children have the same opportunities and they have the same spectacular city that I had growing up and so it is my absolute honor and pleasure to be leading the city of Henderson through this amazing time we're having with development as you'll soon hear Neil Sansone with Sansone Companies literally grew up in a development family. Neil, let's hear a little bit about yourself. Well, first, I, this works, right? Good, good. Uh, born and raised in Henderson. Henderson has always been home. Obviously, you get a lot of opportunities to leave Vegas, and there's a uh, stark divide of people who can't wait to leave and those who realize how great it is, and many of which who have since come back in the last couple of years. Um, as Bruce mentioned, I kind of grew up in development with my father's company. And, you know, when you work with family, you think, man, nothing can be worse. And then <laughs> after undergrad, I went to law school and I did commercial litigation for some time. And then I realized, no, things can get worse. And uh, all jokes aside, I was at a great firm doing construction defect, real estate litigation, and the Lord's work, as I like to call it. And then wanted to stay back in uh, development and do kind of what I grew up doing, and I've done it ever since. So we're going to focus a little bit on the retail general office and medical office uh, for this panel here. Not to say that industrial real estate is not a huge component, but we've covered industrial fairly extensively over the last year and a half in various different panels. So just wanted to kind of highlight some of the other sectors of the market today. Um, just as a brief overview of the, of the markets, all three of those sectors are kind of hovering around 9 to 10% vacancy in various uh, you know, iterations between the two largest companies tracking them. Um, with that said, Lori, from kind of a 30,000 the view from 30,000 feet. What is the, how do you view the Henderson retail market right now and the health of it and what, what business is going on? Well, Henderson has one of the hottest markets right now in West Henderson. Um, demand there is massive. St. Rose is very underserved in regards to retail opportunities. Uh, it's all been taken up as far as what people want, it's with the exception of a few new projects that are coming on board. Inspirata's booming, not much retail down there as of quite yet. Um, and then even in, uh, in East Henderson over by Cadence, there's quite a bit happening. So as far as retail is concerned, Henderson is doing well. Um, Old Henderson would love to have more opportunities if you guys can find something. Um, I've got clients who want to be out there and there's just limited areas where people can be. But 
right now, Wes Henderson's the place to be. I've got a new project that's coming out of the ground in a couple years, probably. Provisions at Wes Henderson, it's at St. Rose in Bermuda. And we've got lots of demand. We, the landlords keep asking me for pricing, and I'll give them the average pricing for Vegas, and it's average pricing for Vegas, and they're basically doubling it and going, they're running with it, and people are paying it. So kind of excited about it. Hopefully it doesn't skew our comps too badly, but we'll see what happens. So Neil, obviously you've, your family's done a lot of office development in Henderson. From the same question, from 30,000 feet up, how do you view the health of the Henderson office market? I think there's still demand out there. It's just getting a little bit harder to make certain deals pencil. Um, obviously, general investor sentiment towards office, uh, lenders, interest rates, and everything in between makes it harder to get financing and refinancing on office. And with this still kind of uncertainty from work from home and people coming back to work or not and what capacity, general office has challenges. I think office medical use is where that sweet spot is, where there's still a lot of demand, and we are seeing a lot of more kind of flex office use being for, I don't know what it's even called, but like, not salon suites, but a lot of like microfacial work and kind of general aesthetics that I can't begin to describe what they do or how they do it, but there seems to be really high demand for it. But I think in the next 12 to uh, 16 months, it's going to be interesting to see where things flush out, where how much office really needs to be here. Mayor Romero, are there incentives that the, that Henderson is looking to provide to bring tenants and developers in on just a general basis, not necessarily going to the specific submarkets of your city? that to help you know these people bring in the tenants and the and the developers it depends on the location and it depends on the business uh, we have if you're in a redevelopment area then we do have uh, assistance available that and it varies in in the type of assistance that we can give you um, if you're looking at city-owned property then we can also have some room to have you know to be able to to make a deal to that would help offset costs um, we also work with the state very closely. If it's if you're in a certain category and there are state incentives available, we help you with those. Other than that, we're fairly limited in, in the assistance that we can give, other than we can streamline your process so that you get through the entitlement process more quickly than you would maybe someplace else. Time is money. We want to make sure that we get you through and get you um, under construction as quickly as possible. And so in that regard, we can help a great deal. So kind of getting to specific areas, and quite honestly, that I had a lot of questions on, and I brought them up in the community meeting, and all of a sudden I'm the moderator. So with Boulder Highway, Lake Mead, you know, that area there, with the development of Union Village, with St. Rose uh, Dominican Hospital changing from a traditional acute care hospital to actually having a skilled nursing uh, environment or, or user or behavioral health care in it, it, it changes the dy dynamic of that intersection. What, is the city got any major plans for that area? Because you are on one half of the, on basically the west half, you're constrained by a lot of residential around it. 
and the other half is very piecemeal, shall we say. Is there any, what is kind of the focus for you guys there? So obviously Water Street District is a huge focus for us in that area and it is booming. We have many, many different projects either under construction or getting ready to, uh, to go through the entitlement process. We have right now the $55 million watermark that is directly across the street from what is now called the America First Center, what used to be Lifeguard Arena on Water Street. It's a mix of uh, retail and residential and is, should be opening in the next couple of months. It'll be opening in phases as, as CFOs are issued. Um, it'll open in phases. We have the, a brand new, uh, our very first hotel on Water Street, Atwell Suites is under construction. That'll bring 90 suites uh, to that property. It's right next to the pass. The pass, the uh, Rainbow and Emerald Island are all uh, casinos in the Water Street District area. Those have all undergone major renovations and those are complete now. And then at the corner of Water Street and Lake Mead, Planning Commission just approved what will be called the Waterfall Project, which will be a, about 20 story project, also mixed use probably in the area of 100 to $120 million worth of investment there. That's directly across from what was St. Rose Dominican Hospital. So that will, that will change the face of that intersection. We also, right across the street from that, have, uh, where is he? Michael Hills is, um, and Rick Smith have put together a project. Uh, we're bringing in the, um, I keep wanting to say chicken and pickle, that's in West Henderson. Uh, Cane's, uh, Cane's uh, chicken is going in there and then something else that will be announced in the very near future. Across the street from that at the Target Center, Lake Mead Crossing, we have uh, a Starbucks going in. We have the um, where the Staples used to be, that will now be a Sprouts. And we have, um, Let's see how I'm, I'm Chick-fil-A, thank you. Chick-fil-A is under construction now. So we'll, if you like chicken, we are the place for you to come at Lake Mead and Boulder Highway. We also have a project, if you haven't heard about it, Reimagine Boulder Highway. That project is being completely redesigned. And as part of the, right now it's the least safe road in the entire state of Nevada. We have more pedestrian fatalities on Boulder Highway than in the entire rest of the state. So we will be completely redesigning it so that it'll be more safe for not only the cars, but for pedestrians and bicyclists as well. And in the process of that, we will be uh, <clears throat> gaining some right-of-way that was there. We had massive amounts of right-of-way on either side of Boulder Highway that were really just unused or grass that was sucking up water for no real purpose. And so that property will then bring opportunities uh, we're, we're getting it back. And so we will have the opportunity to develop that property and completely change the face of Boulder Highway. Union Village, as was mentioned, um, it's a little bit further down Boulder Highway, but it um, is home to Henderson Hospital, which is booming. It, it, we, they reached their 10-year projections in year two, and they built their entire second tower, I think, 10 years ahead of schedule. And so that hospital is... Um, almost 400 beds at this point and is still completely packed every single day, which is why they're building a second hospital, which we'll get to later. Um, that, that particular uh, project, Union Village, also has Dave & Buster's under construction. Um, it has several different 
types of housing that's being developed there from senior housing, senior apartments to townhomes. Uh, we have, uh, uh, it, it'll be a there will be a medical um, portion of it that will have a variety of different medical uses, including skilled nursing, behavioral health. Um, they have a Fresenius dialysis center there. So it will be a, a, a mix of all kinds of development that will, that will be good for people who have medical um, needs. They'll also have a, a, a hotel on that site so that people with longer-term illness, will, their families will have a place to stay. So a lot is happening in that area. Okay. Laura, you mentioned earlier that you have a lot of tenants that want to be in Old Henderson. And what is, what are, what's the makeup of those? Are, is it more food users? Is it everything in between? What? Well, so a lot of the tenants that I've been working with have, they either, they have a location in Old Henderson, but they would like to go maybe further south, or they, they would like to go to the Cadence, you know, in that area, but there's not anything for them out there. Because if you go east of Cadence, there's, there's not much. Um, so just trying to find things within the mix that are, filling gaps and filling holes for these tenants that, that help them cover as much area as they need, as well as making sure that it's still a successful location for them. One of the main objections I hear on the landlord side from tenants is that Boulder Highway, people don't do very well on Boulder Highway. And I don't know what the formula is to make people successful, but everybody from small guys to big guys all complain about, and it's not just the Henderson portion, it goes all the way up to Sahara. But for whatever reason, and I think there's great opportunity along Boulder Highway because there there are so many different places for people to go, but it's just that one of the everybody's like, no, we want to focus on a different area because our, our numbers on Boulder Highway came back low. Um, so it just depends where in Old Henderson. Um, downtown certainly is a place to look. Um, a lot of times clients don't necessarily want to be in, a, in an urban type of core, but they want to be out out. So if we can find something south of there. If we can go east on, on Lake Mead, aside from Cadence, that would be great. Um, there's just not as much land out there. <laughs> so one thing I didn't mention is Joker's Wild is also, if, if you've seen it lately, you'll understand why. It's completely, it's actually going to be torn down eventually, but they're rebuilding a new, a completely new structure that will um, be closer to Green Valley Ranch than Joker's Wild. And so they're going to be completely renovating or building that new and bringing out closer to Boulder Highway so that it's more interactive with the street. And then they will be adding on to that as well with some hotel rooms in the future. So that will change a little bit. And I think that property that will be freed up when the Reimagine project happens will provide a, a multitude of new opportunities for development. Um, Cadence does have some commercial, but they're kind of built out. I think they, they may have one or two slots left, but east of that, there is a project that was built quite a while ago. It's a really unique looking project. It's closer to Calico Ridge. They've had some <laughs> problems, but they are willing to work with developers to see if maybe that will happen. And with all the activity happening at Lake Las Vegas, there's a lot of construction happening there, increasing the, the density for, for housing, which will create a little bit more demand. It's kind of been not so busy on that end of the street, but that is changing. So down the road, that might help as well. Mm -hmm. I have a question. With, with mm -hmm. the new project along Boulder Highway, are you planning on still having the setbacks that you have now? No. Okay. We, we have a Boulder Highway plan that has um, it has all the design guidelines for that for that project, and we want it to be 
closer to Boulder Highway, front facing, parking in the in the rear so that it's more interactive and it feels more pedestrian scale maybe. I mean it's it's not pedestrian, but but more interactive with the with the roadway. Uh, right now everything's kind of set back. There's not the greatest um, in some areas development that's that's there, that's been there forever since I was young. And I think that will change as as Joker's Wild develops and as some of the other projects happen, sometimes it takes just one making that investment and then you see a, a domino effect and we're hoping that's what will happen. We have other projects that are further down Boulder Highway that will be going in as well that I think will change that. We have um, one project um, near, I don't know who's, who's playing the piano or whatever that's happening over there. But Somebody needs to check their message. <laughs> we, we have... Um, a project going down further on Boulder Highway right near Galleria that will be kind of a mixed-use medical complex as well. It'll have retail, it'll have, uh, I believe it's going to have another hotel component. Across the street from that, we have partnered with St. Jude's and Nevada Hand on a project that will bring, uh, it, it's focused on those kids that are uh, aging out of the foster care system and providing an opportunity for them to um, have a stable environment while they develop work skills and things like that. So that will be a brand new project. There's another housing project that's under construction. So things are changing along Boulder Highway. It's just redevelopment takes a while. It's a 30-year 30 30 overnight success story. And so people go, oh, why? When did this happen? But it's really 30 years in the making. So there, there are things that are happening. I think opportunities will be created. Kind of moving west, obviously, um, the Fiesta Casino site. What is the city, what are their plans there? I mean, we've all heard about it's going to be kind of uh, community recreation, um, a number of other things. Are there going to be any, you know, development opportunities for, you know, retail pads out front, um, anything like that to support um, anything like that? So what does the city envision there? We do have a, a plan for a field house, which will be for youth recreational sports and tournaments, um, but it will also be open to the public and our, our residents during the week. And so, but that will just take a small portion of that site. And what we promised our residents when we bought that site, and we got that site for a smoking deal thanks to Station Casinos, we were able to keep the parking garage that was there, and we only paid just a little bit over what that parking garage would cost. And so we do have opportunities on that site. We have, we have just um, contracted with MIG Consulting, and they are going to be leading the um, public input portion of that project so that we can identify what our residents would like to see, what kind of uh, services and uses. The uh, Fiesta had some some entertainment and restaurants there. We want to see what, what possibilities for that would, would uh, provide. We want to make sure that as we're having tournaments, people are bringing in families. They're going to be there all day long. We want to have them to have places to eat and to you know take a break. So there will be lot, uh, opportunities for investment there. And uh, we should have that plan coming out toward the end of the year so that we have a little better idea of what that will look like. Okay. All right, so Neil, this is your time to shine. St. Rose, Pecos, and Eastern. Your family has been developing in that corridor for decades. How do you, how do you, 
how is the health of your portfolio? New things coming up. What do you got going? Well, first, Time to Shine is a, it's a tough act to follow. I mean, I really regret letting Lori pick her seat first. Um, <laughs> I really know how to follow that. But portfolio is doing well. Vacancy is at an all-time low. Occupancy is obviously very high. We are also very unique in our strategies of how we keep our space leased. So I think we're willing to make deals a little more creatively than maybe other landlords uh, because of our experience in both development, construction, property management, and sales and acquisitions. Kind of having that one-stop shop lets you see that full picture of how is this lease going to affect my financing? How are these construction timelines going to work into um, overall rent performance? But with that, we are seeing a very interesting change as far as post-pandemic challenges in deal flow. Uh, everyone's busy. Attorneys take longer to turn things around. Construction takes longer to get bids, to get people out. We're seeing increased costs for TIs, which obviously changes the deal flow for getting some deals to pencil because uh, $50 a square foot used to go a lot further than it does today. So it's getting a little bit harder to make some of these deals pencil. And uh, given our heavy investment into retail, which I love to death, post-pandemic experiential retail has been the name of the game. And people don't want to go to your standard 1,200 square foot bay subway and just sit and order a sandwich. If they're going to leave their house, they want to be wowed. And because of that, we're seeing a much greater demand in tenants to make that experience happen. Their TIs are costing more, which means that money's coming from somewhere, whether it be free rent, whether it be lower rates, TI contribution from the landlord. It's, uh, was it Bob Dylan? The times are changing, so to speak, right? So overall, the portfolio, we love that area. We think Henderson has always been home, and it's, it's a great place to develop, and the portfolio where it will go and continue to go, I think, in the next, uh, again, year. As Lori mentioned earlier, there's so much demand to be in Henderson right now from tenants. And I'm always surprised to see how many people, when you put something up for lease, how many calls you can get in a day and what rates that you can offer. And people are willing to take it because they want to be in Henderson. As a follow-up to what we've heard in other parts of the Valley, are you, is your company extending lease terms to take uh, and just helping your tenants finance things through, you know, are your tenants coming in and asking for sometimes exorbitantly long lease terms so that they can, uh, you know, amortize their TIs over that? Or is that some of the stuff that you're having to deal with in, in, your, in your every day-to-day -day business? Depends on the, I guess, the total value of that lease. Some of the larger tenants and the more prominent, you know, whether it's a gaming use or a much bigger impact, like five, 6,000 square foot tenant or your junior boxes in the tens of thousands, they're of course gonna look for those options to make sure that they can capitalize on their own investments. The smaller mom and pa tenants, not so much necessarily, um, but we have pretty high, uh, oh, it's the opposite of turnover. <laughs> <laughs> they all stick around for the most part, and our ability to maintain the existing tenants and retention, that's the word, our tenant retention is really high, and overall, we feel that we're very fair with our tenants, and we get those creative solutions to help them start their business, stay there long term, and many of our tenants, uh, we were their first location, some have come back to seconds or thirds, depending on where they spread out in the valley, and uh, 
now they have, many of them have very successful franchises, two, three, four locations all around the town, so. Sure. Uh, both Lori and Neil have, have um, talked about why that there's a huge demand in Henderson, and that does not happen by accident. That is through very coordinated, disciplined planning by our, our city, and creating a strategic plan that we actually use. And we just went through the process of uh, updating our new strategic plan. We've identified the priorities for the city. If something doesn't fit within one of those priorities, we don't do it. If we've identified it, we've also got um, steps underneath it that uh, we call the major uh, major opportunity areas. Those areas are the are where we put our money and where we put our focus in the city of Henderson. And right now, those strategic those strategic priorities are community safety, healthy, livable, sustainable communities, high performing public service, economic vitality, and quality education. If it doesn't fall under one of those things, the likelihood of it going forward or getting a lot of attention it is going to be low. But what it gives the developers, um, and we also have really great relationships with developers. Neil has my phone number. He calls me if there's a, you know, if he has an idea or an issue or he wants to talk, he calls me and I'll answer the phone. And I think the rest of the council will do the same. But I also know from developing a, a great working relationship that I can rely on Neil and his family's company to do a quality project and to do what they say they're going to do. And so we have formed really great relationships and partnered with that strategic plan. Henderson is a great place to, to develop in and, and we are very business friendly and we're, we're development savvy. We're not, we're not just making stupid ideas and throwing them out there and saying, hey, this is going to work. We get a lot of input from our residents. We get buy-in ahead of time and so that as we move forward, things go not always perfectly, but, but <laughs> probably, probably not perfectly at all sometimes. But we, we try to get things to go as smoothly as we possibly can for people that are investing in our city. Okay, so let's, let's talk about what most everybody's here for, West Henderson. Everybody, you know, there's been a phenomenal amount of growth, and it's been fantastic for a lot of people in this room. Lori, you've got a new project that you're representing. Can you tell us a little bit more about that right in that area? Yeah, so Provisions at West Henderson is going to be a mixed-use, primarily family, um, single-family homes that they will have apartments on this. So there's two different phases to the, to the project. The north side of the street is going to be very traditional retail. Right now we've got four pads, possibly a fifth pad in the back. Of those four pads, we're, looking, we're talking to a tavern, talking to fast food uses, we're talking to C stores, we're talking, there were a few sit down restaurants that were interested, parking may be an issue, so that may not happen. So that's the north side of the street. On the south side of the street, where the majority of the housing is gonna be, there's gonna be something that Vegas really hasn't seen before. It's gonna be more of a, a lifestyle restaurant row. So the landlords are out of, the, the landlord, the owner of the land is Alan Savage. He's joint developing it with some landlords out of San Diego, so they're used to developing San Diego style, lifestyle type centers. They're doing um, great restaurant looks, lots of patio space, really nice courtyard area. It's gonna be multi-story, so there will be office, possibly retail on the second floor, depending on what we can find, if anybody has a fitness user. Um, so 
I'm excited for it. It looks great. It feels great. We've got a lot of interest from tenants that are unique to Vegas and or first in the market or first locations in the market. Um, they want to bring, they have really good relationships with tenants in San Diego, so they're bringing some of those relationships here, so we'll get some new, some cool San Diego concepts. Um, and then Alan Savage, who's the owner of the land, owns a wine distribution company, so he has a lot of good relationships with local restaurateurs. And so he's having us reach out to all of them to see what their level of interest is in that project. Because um, he's a foodie and he wants to have good food in his project. Aside from the food, that's been our main focus right now. We'll probably branch out to the retail. We will now, but as of, you know, we've been, the main focus has been the food. Um, so looking into getting non-food non concepts now as well as um, restaurants and we'll see what happens. But it's, it's going to be an exciting project. It's a big price, not a little project. It's 102 acres with 3,000 housing units. It is a big project. Yes. Yes. Thank you for <laughs> thank you for that. <laughs> so there's been lots of exciting projects that have happened in West Henderson. You've got the hospital, which you know you're the only community that's had two large acute care hospitals built in it that I know on the West Coast for years. Um, we've had. You know, obviously the Raiders facility that everybody, you know, even the M, you know, the M as well, and all of that development out there. Uh, for a lot of us, you know, it used to be that's where Wheeler had his RV place. But now it's just a huge, thriving community. Neil, your family has had a lot of uh, dealings with the city of Henderson. Can you kind of expand on how they have helped, how the city of Henderson has worked with you and helped your company in you know, developing some of these projects? Over the years, I think the city of Henderson has kind of distinguished themselves from the other uh, jurisdictions we've developed in and tried to develop in, in that they have a good balance of a vision but still being flexible. Because as uh, Mayor Romero mentioned, a lot of these plans are 10, 20, 30 years in the making. These overarching master plans of everyone kind of crystal balling how is this all going to shake out decades from now? And when it comes time to realizing looks good, briefs well, not going to work, the city has been very flexible in readjusting their goals, not just specifically for us, but for the whole community of what will work here in today's market. At the same time, I really do admire a lot of times they stand very firm in that we're not going to uh, basically acquiesce for just what works for today. We have a grand vision of we can't just give everybody what they want today, and we need to understand the big picture 10, 20, 30 years from now. So while that balance can be tough at times, I, I think it's the right thing to do. I also really enjoy that the Henderson Development Committees and various building departments always reach out and when they're revising their plans or codes or however their entitlement processes work, they're very active in the community and saying, how can we make this better? What can we do to expedite things for you guys? And where are you seeing the hiccups in the process? Which is the only city that uh, has reached out regarding those things. So it is nice to, you know, even if it's not always what I want it to be, at least they make that effort. And often it is always improving. And it's still the best jurisdiction to develop in. Okay. Let's take questions now, since we're kind of running up on time. Thank you very much. In the Inspirata area, can you tell us, the mayor, about Haas 
maybe that when Station Casinos is going to come out of the ground, and then I know Neil and his family have a wonderful 25 acres right there. So if you can talk about that loop for a minute, it'd be great. So Haas is moving forward. They have already um, put in about $50 million worth of infrastructure into the project. They've completely graded it. it it's going to be a 2 million square foot facility. They've started stockpiling some of the longer lead time uh, equipment that they are going to need. So you'll see air conditioners and things sitting out on the, on the property. During the pandemic, they realized they had some efficiencies that they could incorporate into their business operations. So they actually came back and changed their plan a little bit <clears throat> uh, for how they're going to develop here. It's still going to be two million. They reduced it down a little bit, but it's still going to be like 2.1 million square feet of space. So they had to come back and revise their plans. Those plans have gone through the city. They've paid for all of their permits. And you should be seeing some activity soon. They're, they're getting ready to, to rebid the new plans. And so at, once that gets going, and uh, hopefully they'll get good bids to come back, you'll see the actual vertical construction start. Uh, Station Casinos has been approved for a 300-room facility. Uh, uh, with about 340,000 square feet of retail um, commercial space on that property. They likely will uh, be in about the 2025 um, year. We're hoping to, to get them to go a little bit earlier, but that's probably closer to, to where you'll, you'll see them start to go up. Uh, the M Casino just got approved for their second tower. That's 375 rooms. Um, with some, some additional, uh, I think it's 30,000 square feet of additional um, opportunities for, for retail and, and amenity space. So there are a lot. We have chicken and pickle coming. That's the one I was kept thinking of before. It's going to be an indoor pickle, indoor outdoor pickleball courts with a restaurant. So it's a family entertainment center. We were able to negotiate with them. They came on city property. And so we got them to agree for our residents to, to have the same rates during certain time periods that they would if they went to any rec center in Henderson, but they'll have indoor opportunities for pickleball, which we think is um, from, our, from our residents is, is something that's important to them. Oh. Asked about yours. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes, we have about 24 acres um, directly southwest of the station's uh, site in West Henderson. Um, we think it's a very manifest destiny about going west in Henderson. Uh, I love developing. I don't know why they called Old Henderson. It was always just Henderson. So I guess now it's East Henderson because I guess we have a West Henderson. So we think there's a lot of opportunity out there. There's obviously a lot of growth, stations, the hospital, um, the M Tower expanding. And our project right now, we are looking to do a mixed-use combination of commercial retail pads, a lot of entertainment-based design that will capitalize on the experiential side of retail, kind of being able to walk the site and enjoy some different amenities, as well as a pretty large multifamily impact. Neil, what's the timing on your project? The timing of our project, we are hoping, well, some of that depends on the market generally with interest rates where they are. Um, others, I think we're anticipating right now maybe breaking ground late next year. Neil, my first job in real estate was at Henderson Plaza, Boulder Highway and Major. Eli Applebaum owned it. Rob Moore had the bowling alley. You hear that, Rick Smith? Um, the only thing there today is the Baskin Robbins, so I'm glad that that stuck around. 
Um, Mayor, there's that area of land that's got BLM, Vince has a lot of land, Cairo Hani, that little pocket behind the M before, you know, some of the projects you're talking about. What's the, what's Henderson's vision for that? And then there's the follow-up question, is there a struggle between, you can talk about El Dorado a little bit, between residential and industrial, between the developers? There's always a struggle. Um, we, we are trying to very, very diligently to balance out what's the appropriate level of industrial and what's the appropriate level of residential space there. <clears throat> we do have um, a master plan for West Henderson and it includes um, employment centers and then residential areas. So it depends on where the property is, where you're gonna fall. But we wanted to have more opportunity for industrial space, so we actually annexed in 8,000 acres of El the El Dorado Valley, which is just on the other side, close to Boulder Highway, or Boulder City, on the other side of the mountain. And that will be almost entirely for industrial development. We already have some underway. Just last week, we just approved a two, just under two million square foot facility out there. Um, Joe D. Simone is building a the you know railroad pass casino and truck stop is on one side. He's building another truck stop on the other side that will even be larger than the one he's he's built that he has now. Uh, so we he gets truckers coming and going, and so that. Uh, master plan is being developed as well. We have biz uh, development standards that have been adopted, and we we're now in discussions about with Nevada Energy about bringing in uh, power and other infrastructure to those uh, properties so that we can start development there. But that's the long term. That's going to be for the long term. It's going to be a while before things come out there. And the availability of utilities in that area. In El Dorado? No, in El Dorado also, and power. Keith Jackson will tell us about that. Um, in that bubble of land that we we're talking about behind the M. You know, I don't know off the top of my head. Fair I do enough. know that we have worked with Nevada Energy, and they um, made an unprecedented agreement with us where they brought in power first, and we get to um, pro rata in uh, as development occurs. And so that helped spur the hospital development, it made it possible for the hospital to develop. Without that agreement, we, we couldn't have had the hospital and some of the other development out there. So we have really worked really, really well with our um, partners to make sure that, that we get the land as developable ready as we possibly can. And that was, that was unprecedented for them and something we deeply appreciate. Bruce, do you have any more questions from the panel? I don't. The audience, anymore. do we have any more questions? Thank you all for you know taking time out of your day to come up here and uh, and give us your insightful uh, views on Henderson. And you know we're always looking forward to doing more out there. So again, it's Henderson, of course. So, all right. So. Uh, Thank you to our panelists. Excellent job. Appreciate it. August 17th, third Thursday of next month. We'll see everybody here. Until then, be safe. Thank you. Thank you for listening. I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. 
Takeaways Podcast is about sharing and paying it forward. If you like this show, please make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast and leave us a review. It really goes a long way. And if you really like this show, please share takeaways with a friend. Thank you and tune in next time.